the good old British summertime. The sky is grey. The rain is continuing to drizzle. It's great, isn't it? Uh, welcome to Singing the Blues. I'm James. I'm Dom. Uh, this is not really a proper episode. It's kind of like a very mini sort of check-in episode. We're kind of like, what are we? About, about a couple of months away from the start of the season now. It's less than that, isn't less it? Less than that. About six weeks away. Crikey, that's coming around mm. fast. So we thought we would uh, have a, a quick chat about some of the stuff that's um, happening. Um, first of all, though, we um, we just want to talk to you very briefly as someone who is a subscriber and regular listener of Singing the Blues um, about whether or not you'd consider becoming an official supporter. So we uh, we launched this on Twitter at the weekend. If you actually head to our website, um, which I can't really say in audio form, it doesn't work. It's Singing the Blues, but with the dot between uh, the U and the E in blues. Um, you'll you'll find it on the uh, on the Twitter. Um, but yeah, if you if you head to our website, you can kind of read up about our official um, supporter tier that we have launched which is uh, it's £20 for the season and for that um, it's very Panini like we'll send you some stickers who, who doesn't like stickers? Everyone likes stickers. Yeah. The, the, we've only got one design at the moment. We are going to get some more done. So you, you will get some more throughout the season as well. Um, you also get a shout out on uh, Twitter. We'll mention you on the uh, on the show at the start of the season. Uh, what else will we do? Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll also give you first refusal on any kind of special events that we uh, that we do. We have got plans in motion. We have. Can't, yes, can't very re- exciting. Can't reveal anything at the moment because uh, there's still a signature that needs to go on a, a dotted line. Um, story of the summer um, hey. so um, yeah uh, that is something that is going to be happening so you'd get first refusal on uh, on tickets to that and any other live stuff that we do basically it's great um, we're not using this to you know, neither of us are going to quit our jobs in order to uh, become a full time uh, singing the blues podcaster this is not something that's going to make us absolutely tons of money the idea is that we want to invest in a bit of equipment, uh, particularly for kind of when you're seeing Steve Bruce and stuff like that. We want to go all fancy with the gear that we've that we've got and um, spend a bit on marketing, spread the word a little bit further. And we might have a beer or two out of any money that is left over. And uh, yeah, and if you want to do it, then you'll just make us both feel very warm and fuzzy inside. Yes, and the world. Yeah, there's nothing, not, no finer feeling than we're expanding. That's just what making we're someone, for. making yeah. someone happy. Yeah. Exactly. Um, there are some tiers on there as well for any businesses that are interested in becoming uh, an official partner. What we uh, don't want to do is just start taking random adverts from anyone. So you're not going to hear like you know. Vodafone or Plusnet or just kind of random companies that just advertise on podcasts. We're doing this kind of what what we think is the Wednesday way, whereby we're we're only going to kind of approach businesses that are close to Hillsborough that we think are Wednesday fans anyway, and keep it very much within the uh, the Wednesday family. Uh, right, okay, enough about that. Um, let's talk then about some football stuff. Uh, first thing, uh, new contracts. Uh, this is. Not not official yet. Not official yet, but uh, hopefully will be very soon. If you had to put that, a, might be the a, answer for quite a few of these. Is it, uh, questions is it something that is like a hundred percent done? It's a, it, the, the, it's just can't. It hasn't been announced yet, but a hundred percent, I can put a cast iron guarantee that. Wow. Kieran Westwood, Liam Palmer, and Kieran Lee will be playing for Sheffield Wednesday next season. 
Injuries permitting, of course. Oh, of course. Uh, great news. I think the, there was a little period, wasn't there, where with Westwood you just like, oh, is he, isn't he? And it just looked a little bit kind of, you know, it was wavering on the line for a, a little bit, that one. But um, There great, was strong interest from Huddersfield. Yeah, two-year deal for Kieran Westwood, two-year deal for Liam Palmer, and one year for Kieran Lee, which I think is very sensible, yep. given the injury problems he's had yep. over the last 18 months. And uh, hopefully, uh, I would say in Kieran Westwood and Kieran Lee's situation, they need, it'd be nice, hopefully, that they come through unscathed through pre-season, strong yeah. pre-season behind them, particularly Kieran Lee, uh, to then hopefully making a strong start in 2019-20 season. You mentioned the interest from uh, Huddersfield. Um, slight tangent, my favourite thing about this summer so far has been Lee Bullen going proper rogue on Twitter. He seems to have actually suddenly realised how it works. Uh, and he's been like quoting stuff all over the place. I love him taking the, uh, the, the mick out of that kind of made-up transfer account that linked Barnsley with a move for, uh, for Kira Westwood. That was, uh, that was brilliant. Um, what else has been going on? So... Um, um, we'll, we'll talk about kind of rumoured player arrivals in a minute. One arrival that's definitely happening is uh, is a backroom arrival. And, um, I mean, this kind of talk within the football world is that this is a real good move by Wednesday. Yeah, definitely. Tony Strudwick, uh, he comes with serious pedigree, having worked 11 years at Man United, and he is going to come into Wednesday as Head of Sports Science and Medicine. Steve Bruce has identified that as a department, I think, that uh, they needed to strengthen. And it's understandable when you look at the amount of injuries that Wednesday have had over the last few years that uh, I think Steve Bruce has looked at it and gone, something needs to be done. We've got to get on top of this and address the amount of injuries that we keep picking up. I think in each of the last two seasons, we've had periods where there's been between 11 to 16 players out at one time. I certainly remember when Jos Lukai first came in after uh, succeeding Carlos Carvalho. And when you look back and you think of it, how can you have 16 players out injured at one time? It's just insane. Uh, yeah, and there's, of course, people, when you look at it in depth, and Steve Bruce said that he'd do a root and branch review of it. Uh, so he's gone... I'm going to bring Tony Strudwick in. He's someone that I know, and uh, I'm sure he would have come across a lot over the you know the last few years. And Tony Strudwick, since he left Man United in 2017, he's had a year or so where he's been working for the Wales national team uh, as their uh, head of performance. So th- this guy, in terms of sports science, I can't think of too many better, more it's, knowledgeable. It's a high pedigree, that. Yeah, it is. I think it's just another example of the contacts that Steve Bruce has got. As uh, let's let's face it, Wood Wednesday have attracted somebody like Tony Strudwick a few years ago. I would suggest they wouldn't have done. No, potentially not. Um, So that's 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 really really good news, and I think we'd all kind of acknowledge something had to change. It was it's been just season after season after season where 
it's been obvious something's just not right. You know, we, we sacked an entire kind of physio team and, and a new one came in and still things just like... It got worse. Some, some things, yeah, something's gone wrong mm. somewhere along the line. So great that they really are taking it serious, getting someone in. With, e- even the job description suggests yeah. that this is not just kind of like, you know, someone that's coming in as a new physio. This is someone that's really going to get under the skin of what's going on. He's liaising between multiple departments, the sports science team and the, the medical and yeah physio side and that's, that's uh, I, and I think they needed that person there just to oversee the whole operation uh, that they're doing everything as thoroughly as they as they can to try and just get on top of it and uh, who knows we could be here in in 12 months time and we could be looking at and saying Tony Strudwick was the best signing that they yeah. made this summer. Could well be, could well be. Um, so we, um, we we were here a few weeks ago, kind of the back end of last season, um, talking about the accounts being delayed, but they won't be far away. Uh, here we are, end of uh, end of June, still no accounts. Now, the knock-on effect of that, as we know, um, there is kind of some form of soft embargo. Uh, it, it seems... I mean, they're kind of like the, the EFL are a bit of a law unto themselves with this because it's quite difficult to kind of know exactly what the terms of it are. It seems a softer embargo than last year's soft embargo. That's a very good way of describing it, James. <laughs> Did you just come up with that now? It made sense in my head. I don't yeah. know whether or not it works through a microphone. I don't it? see this soft embargo. So it, it has been in place for the, the last few weeks and uh, I don't see it being in place for certainly four months like last year. And uh, I, I think they're going to be out of it very soon. I just have a, a, you know, everything and people that I, I talk to at the club and also um, in touch with the EFL, I, I, I think that yeah. they've been in dialogue throughout. So the, the constant message that I've had out is that there is no, no reason to panic, nothing to worry about. When you're doing a, a sale and lease back, you know, Wednesday going down the Derby County route, there are, as we've seen, a few companies have been set up by the football club that has been revealed to Company's House mm-hmm. over the last few days, that this this is the process that Derby went down. And so it's no surprise that you know, Wednesday are doing something similar. It's just uh, shifting things around uh, to get to that point where the the accounts, I expect them to be out sooner rather than later. Yep. Uh, and it's not going to be a great surprise in some ways to people what's going to happen because it has come out over the last month or so that uh, this sale and lease back has been in the offing for a while and this mm-hmm. is uh, the avenue that the club intend to go down. Um, what? How How kind of certain are we that that is going to be the case then? Is, uh, is it kind of like, I mean, it seems to have been the the you know the the biggest kind of unkept secret kind of around the place for quite a while anyway uh but still nothing kind of official that bits trickling through um it's it's happening then yeah it yeah. is ha- it is going to happen and like i say i do think that uh, of course the club i'm sure if you asked them <laughs> wouldn't have envisaged that it would it would have dragged on for way past the extension period that they got when they changed the financial and accounting years. But, uh, you know, so they are, I think it's something like near 50 days or more now late from filing with uh, Companies House. So it's, it's not ideal from that point of view, but it's something that the club uh, are, you know, they're very confident that they're going to get the embargo lifted, the accounts will be filed, they'll be out there for everybody to see. Uh, and... Uh, what happens after that that's going to be yeah. fascinating really we'll as uh, we'll, we'll see if that means more 
wiggle room for Steve Bruce in the transfer market. Um, and, and the whole approach, what we've discussed before on this podcast of it, they have not, they've got to find that balance, haven't they? When it comes to player sale trading and, uh, they can't spend big even after doing this deal, they're not going to be able to spend big or they shouldn't be looking at that strategy and, and approach and way of going about things because we've seen that uh, they've made mistakes over the last few years yep. through going too gung-ho rather than the sort of the gradual mm-hmm. building towards that you know that successful model that they hope will eventually end up with them getting in the Premier League. We've we've kind of seen quite a few names over the summer so far that have been linked with Wednesday. Some that seem um, to fall into that category of maybe the kind of thing we'd have looked at a few years ago. Sort of thing where favourites to sign Charlie Austin for a while or something something crazy like that. Um, the kind of deal that you can imagine us looking at doing in the days of, oh, we've got loads of money, tuna books, let's just spend whatever. Um, now, obviously, in this kind of more... Um, uh, kind of, I don't know how to describe it, more more reserved era of uh, of Wednesday's uh, finances. Um, and I don't think there's anyone kind of more equipped to, to deal with that than, than Steve Bruce, who's a guy that's done stuff on a budget many a time. Um, so it actually becomes a lot easier, doesn't it, to kind of pick the names out that you think, oh, there could be something in that. So the names that have been doing the rounds that it kind of sounds like probably a couple of them are already through the door, probably already a signature on a piece of paper, but it's kind of stuck on a desk at the EFL waiting for something else to happen before that can be officially um, signed off. So, um, Borna looks like that's a goer. Yeah, there are three pieces of business that uh, will hopefully be confirmed maybe in the next few days to week or so. Okay. Julian Borna, that's a done deal. Left-sided centre-back uh, gives Wednesday... The option of playing back four or even a back five. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm already hearing noises that I think Steve Bruce will look to experiment with a back five at times in right, preseason. Okay. So uh, it would be sort of a watch this space on that one. Moses Odebajo, right back, right wing, um, wing back, uh, and again he fits that criteria the, and fits the bill of what Steve Bruce was saying a lot towards the end of the last season if you remember yeah, where yeah. he wanted pace yep. energy athleticism uh, he knows Moses Odebajo from his whole days uh, and I remember thinking he was a re- yeah, he looked a really good player a, you know, a few years ago uh, had his injury problems since, but then he played 30-odd games last year for Brentford. Bit of a surprise, Brentford have let him go on a yeah, free yeah. transfer. He's well thought of by their, by their fans. No yeah. one's got a particularly bad word to say about him. They just yeah. kind of dwell on the you know the kind of the injury issues and stuff like that. But Good age. Right, I mean, thir- 30 games a season, we'd give our right arm for players that can manage yeah. 30 games a season. Well, yeah, yeah, so uh, I, I, you know, they'd be hoping that his injury problems in the past, that that will be behind him. And... You see, he's another one where, again, the back three, Dominic Iorfa, maybe it will mean that he'll be shifting to mm-hmm. to centre-half uh, in, in a, in a five-man defence or in the back four. Uh, who knows what's going to happen, really, because they've now got... If if you're saying that Iorfa's still right-back, then the well-stocked at right-back, they're going to have three players vying for one spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how you accommodate and get everybody into the team... Uh, that's something that uh, I'm sure Steve Bruce and his coaching staff, as soon as they get back from pre-season, 
it's a nice problem to have. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. What they're going to do there. Uh, and then the one in the last week or so, and uh, in fact, I found out uh, only today that um, Kadeem Harris, he actually had his medical yesterday right. uh, at the club. Uh, so he's going to be signing, I think, for uh, at least two years. It could possibly be a three-year deal. Cool. Free agent, um, Cardiff, didn't really get much of a look in last year. Difficult. They have a lot, you know, a lot of options. They spent huge money, I think, on uh, on Josh Murphy, uh, 10, 11 million last year. And then they had Mendes Lang uh, and so, uh, Junior Hoylet. So they had good options in the wide area. So he didn't play too much in the Premier League, but he's a good age. And I think that C. Bruce is seeing him as someone who is going to go on that left-hand side where Rolando Aaron's um, played well at times last year when he was uh, on loan from... Uh, at Wednesday, uh, and so those are the three pieces of business that, yeah, I, I expect uh, will get announced uh, very soon. So um, I had a look on the internet this morning. I think it was five to two on for Wednesday to sign Michael Hector. What do you know? Is it happening? Uh, ongoing. At least that's not a no. That's that's a no. They haven't given up. No, but uh, I think you've got to remember that uh, again. Steve Bruce has made it clear on multiple occasions that the loan market is going to be pivotal for Wednesday. Uh, Now, does Michael Hector fit into that category? We uh, we know that Michael Hector has been on loan a bit, um, but of course. If Chelsea about to appoint Frank Lampard, mm. it, it looks as if that's going to happen. Does that change things much? I, I doubt it. You know, he's, he's never played for Chelsea. Chelsea, surely. He's had the best season, arguably, of his career at Wednesday, but that's yeah. in the Championship. But we're talking about the third best team in the land in Chelsea. So is Michael Hector going to be playing regularly for them? It's hard to see that. So Michael Hector, at the age of 26... Uh, you know, him and his representatives, they've got a decision to make. And Michael Hector uh, said not just once, not just twice, loads of interviews. Every interview he, you know, he gave in his loan spell is that he was loving life in Sheffield uh, and that uh, uh, he would love to come back to the club. Uh, so that's encouraging um, for Wednesday. And I just think it, it's one of those that, what are we on today? 26th of 26th, June... Yeah. I can see it going quite deep into the window. That, right. But the, the club, they haven't given up on it, but it, it's the ball's in Chelsea's court in some way. It, it, it's, it depends on the valuation that Chelsea put on the player. If they decide to sell him, will that change under Lampard? There's lots of question marks over the Hector deal. So d- I just don't think that it's necessarily one that they're going to get over the line very quickly, he'll be good too because he misses out on the little uh, the European tour that's uh, that's that's coming up. So, um, I, I, have you started your packing yet? It's not it's not far away now, Portugal. Uh, no, I still need to get the old sun cream. The uh, yeah, the hat well, that could be heatwave. Uh, uh, was it a couple couple of weeks? Is it just less than that? Uh, it's Monday. Oh, right. They go on Monday wow. after Owls in the Park. That's of course. very soon. Then. And Owls in the Park, yes, don't forget that. That Hillsborough Park um, all gets underway, 11.30. Weather forecast looks very good as well. It does, 15,000. It was Wednesday super, night. super hot last 
last summer, I think. It's been hot, yeah. Weather's been good. Apart from the 150th anniversary, uh, yeah, I I think this is the seventh year of Owls in the Park, and in the other six times, it's been great weather. So hopefully, history repeats itself on Sunday, and another good turnout. And you, you never know, there might. If they, if they come out of the embargo before then, if everything gets confirmed, then there could be some you know, new faces and and, and you know, there for fans to meet and greet. If not, there's certainly going to be Steve Bruce and Dave Ponchanceri. They'll all be there, and so will the other players there be in attendance too. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so Portugal, obviously, it's you know it's a place we've been before. Uh, nothing kind of new there, but Germany. Yes. I, I, I'm not saying I, can claim, I, this. I can't claim any credit for this, but they are literally going to be based in Hamburg while they're there. My, you know, my my second home now. Um, so if anyone from the club needs any any tips, um, you know, I'm thinking probably Barry Bannon, maybe Adam Reach, probably want some tips on where to go out. Reaper Barn, drop me a DM. Happy to sort you out, guys. Know some good places. Uh, yeah. So um, this this is quite interesting actually because I mean we spoke a few uh, a few weeks back. Um, not not on the podcast, but but just in the pub, and and there was kind of an idea knocking around that there might be a second European trip, um, and it's happening. So clearly, Steve Bruce sees real value in 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 this kind of thing, and the Germany one will be kind of a different sort of thing. It's a couple of games in fairly quick succession. It's a fairly kind of brief stay all in all in all. So that one's kind of just ramping up the 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 kind of the. Um, uh, the uh, preparations and and kind of stepping things up a little bit a couple of weeks before the start of the season. Yeah, definitely. It's what Steve Bruce has done uh, his previous clubs from Hull to Aston Villa. Uh, you could go all the way through his managerial career. He likes to have two sort of European trips or or trips abroad. So uh, that Portugal one is going to be a full on ten day warm weather. Um, double training sessions every day mm-hmm. uh, and I think he'd be slogging the players a lot there getting mm-hmm. them fit and ready for the friendlies that will officially begin with Lincoln Northampton the two in Germany uh, and there's just one more that we're waiting on for, uh, which is of course going to be the Hillsborough friendly okay. uh, and it'll be interesting to see who they get there but I think they're, they're the last time that I checked on that, uh, they are looking at European opposition for the the home friendly, Good. which would be that week before the start of the season. And uh, yeah, no, not Rangers, uh, not Rangers. Good, no. just checking, no. just checking. We can safely rule their, <laughs> them out. Yeah. Oh, I meant to ask you. Yeah, well, of course, we haven't spoken about the fixtures as well. What do you make to Wednesday start? Uh, yeah, I mean, on paper you'd look at it and you think you'd probably take that. That start. I mean, I think Reading are going to have another difficult season. Uh, I don't know if playing Barnsley's second game of the season is good or bad. I don't know. Maybe they'll be still getting into their stride in the in the championship. They'll be kind of riding high on the confidence, won't they, of last uh, of last season? Uh, Luton also not not an easy game at all by any stretch of the uh, imagination. Uh, but it's not bad, is it? You kind of think, look, you know, if Wednesday is serious about going for it this season, if Wednesday are going to be in with a shout of being a top two team and getting automatic promotion, then you'd look at that August and say, well, they should be top two by the end of August then. Um, and that's that's got to be what we're we're looking at from it. Yeah, I, I think so. I was just amazed that Millwall's going to be on a Saturday. 
Well, yeah, that's that's a fair point actually, and uh, it's it's a rarity these days, isn't it? That it's on a that it's on a Saturday. I think the uh, the many and varied London owls will be uh, very pleased about that. I know it's a mm. it's a bit of a weird trip, Millwall, because there's some people that love Millwall away and some people that really don't like it. So um, yeah, be a good one that. Yeah, hmm. no, I'm, I agree with you. I think it looks on paper, it mm-hmm. looks a kind start. Um, the trouble is, we did say this last year. Yeah. As well, and after the first three games, they only had two points on the board. Uh, of course, they won the three after that. In fact, it, that actually was bizarrely the best start the, the club have ever made under Dayton Chancery since he took over the club in 2015. That ten points from the first six games, but you look at it this time from these six games, you really want to try and get twelve points or more. Yeah, I think if you can get if you get I think four wins from the first six, it's the platform that it gives you. We just see it time and time again where uh, in the championship particularly. The teams who, it's not always the case, but the ones who, after 10 games and they've already won six or seven, it just gives you so much margin for error, I think, then to have a dip later on in the season. But if you get six, seven wins, if you can string them together from the first 10, it doesn't half make a difference. Well, it's kind of our opportunity to to put a bit of a marker in the sand, isn't it? And just kind of say, you know, we're going to be contenders this season. I think by the end of August... We'll probably get a decent idea of what kind of season it's going to be. Yeah. I think if we're struggling in those games there, even with you know a really thorough pre-season, Steve Bruce will have, have really prepped and will will be raring to go. There will be no risk of a you know a, a kind of a an accidental slow start that we don't quite realise the season's about to start or anything like that. Steve Bruce just will not let that happen, um, and. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll, we'll we'll get a pretty good idea as to to what kind of team Wednesday are going to be and what kind of season it's it's going to be, and that that's quite weird, isn't it? Because it is it's like it's the unknown. It's really hard to predict. I do think that the championship's pretty wide open next season as it stands now. There might be you know a team that does some really good business, but the transfer market seems to have been a little bit more stagnant than it has in recent years, and that means there isn't anyone that's just snapping up loads of players and. There's none of the relegated teams that you look at and say, oh, they'll definitely bounce back. You can look at a couple and think, you know, they've kind of kept a, a nucleus of a side together, but it's a nucleus of a side that's used to losing games. And we saw last season with Swansea and with Stoke that doesn't always work out the way that you think it's going to do. So it's it's wide open, isn't it? And I agree, yeah. It could, uh, for any of, uh, probably... You know, 18 maybe of the 24 teams that will be looking at that thinking, well, they could get promoted, they could get relegated. It's such a, you just don't know. Similar to last year, I don't see a standout team. Norwich only pulled away towards the yep. end as uh, Sheffield United and Leeds uh, dropped points here and there. But for most of the season, it was sort of a three-horse you know, three race to try and get in that top two uh, and even pushing for the number one spot. And yep. I, I, I look at it and think, I, I, I can't see Cardiff not being up there out of the three relegated clubs, uh, just because the, they've got the what is the Warnock factor? The guy, um, in similar to Steve Bruce, is just as he, at this level, he he knows what he's doing and he knows how to be successful in this league. And yeah. uh, and, and so I would say, out of the teams who've got promoted, teams who've come down, I, I think Cardiff for me, I'd almost say they'd be the ones that are nailed on 
to get to, to get to get the top six. It's very early to be saying that because yeah. a lot can happen over the next six weeks to two months. But I do fancy Cardiff strongly. But yeah, I mean West Brom, Middlesbrough. What's going to happen with them? Jonathan yeah, yeah, Woodgate yeah. going to Middlesbrough and um, Slaven Billage. First time he's managing the championship. How's he going to take to it? Uh, what business are they going to do? They're on their second year of parachute payments. Uh, like I say, I just think it's shaping up to be a very wide open league. It's going to be a great season. It is going to be a great season. Um, right, I think that's just about, I think we've covered just about everything. There's probably a few small things that we haven't, but we will be back with our first proper uh, pre-season um, uh, show in a few weeks' time, which will uh, yeah will be our first Singing the Blues live. Um, details to follow uh, in, in the next kind of couple of weeks or so. Um, Oh, the other thing that we've not mentioned, by the way, is the um, is the club's membership scheme that they uh, that they launched. That after a couple of years where it seems to have gone a little bit pricey, um, again, there's that kind of fifty pound thing that they've brought back in, which is uh, which is great, and and I think just nice to kind of get the feeling of this is not going to be one of those seasons where it's all like off the pitch controversial stuff is all that anyone's talking about. So that's that's nice. Although it is thirty pounds more expensive than uh, it is to become a singing the blues official supporter. And I think that that's a neat way of wrapping up uh, this uh, this little kind of summer interlude podcast. And uh, yeah, we'll be back in a few weeks. Enjoy um, enjoy Portugal. Are you off to Germany as well? I'm not actually, unfortunately, right. and that's where all yeah, most of the action's going to be with the two games, but no, I, I can't. I've done a full list of pubs and nightclubs that uh, I suspect you'd want to frequent as well. Mm. Chances of that. Um, anyway, I think I'm sure that Josla Hukai's got a better list than I have by now. Uh, right, okay, that's uh, that's it for for now. We'll see you in a few weeks, and up the hours. <laughs>